0: My name is Gwenda, and I'm Tatjana, and you're listening to GT Conversations, the ultimate global lifestyle podcast.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. We are going to be talking about public
0: places. Before we do that, thank you so much for listening to last week's episode about football. I am so humbled and so excited that so many of you listened to it. To be honest, I was a little nervous before Tatiana interviewed me on football, but we got so much positive feedback. A lot of people that are very close to in the football community reached out and uh, told me that they listened to the episode that obviously makes us very, very happy. Thank you so much. And please continue watching football, supporting football, and let's grow football in India together. Let's do it. <laughs> Before we get into the main topic of today though let's talk about some other goals not the ones that you score on the field. What was your favorite thing in the last week and what's your goal for next week? So my favorite was actually two things. Number one it was your birthday. The day you we- can choose that that's my favorite.
1: <laughs> so my one favorite apparently is not going this first day, which was fun still. So. The other thing that I want to mention is that my daughter had vacation, actually, over Diwali. And that was your favorite? No, no, wait, wait, wait. It's getting more detailed than that. <laughs> and her school gave her homework. And that was... I know you're laughing. <laughs> wait, we're still not at my favorite. And then. Homework actually was very cool in terms of they were supposed to take the public transport.
0: Oh, yes. You told me about that. Yeah, That's actually a very cool project or like homework. That's uh, what I thought as well. So they didn't have to,
1: you know, write essays. But instead they had to really look up the time schedules. They had to see what trains are running where, what where they want to go, how they come back and how they get to the stations as well. What the tickets cost and how to get tickets and so
0: forth. So really the full experience. So fantastic. In fact, if you have listened to our previous podcast episodes, we did an episode on public transport. And one of the things that we said in that episode as well was that we need people, especially kids, to like experience public transport. But I think that's such a cool homework or project to give. Yeah. The school had said they were supposed to take the local trains. Yeah. But some parents dodged
1: that and went with the metro. And I have to say, I'm still glad they did, because that at least is something sure. uh, to experience as well. And I have to say, my daughter really loved it in the beginning. We, we went on a Saturday, which is a bit more quiet. We went against the traffic, so yeah. we went into town in the evening, so that was a bit easier. And she really, really loved it up until the moment we came back and had to take the metro home, and that is when we really got into a rush, rush. And then she was like, "Oh my God, I'm getting really squeezed." And I was like, yeah, that's that's uh, trains for you in Mumbai. But overall, I think she really loved it. And I discussed with her a little bit the pros and cons. It was really interesting to see an eight-year-old seeing the differences, etc. Especially with regards to the money. You know, for 10 rupees, we took the second class non-AC trades. And for 10 rupees, you can go in 20 minutes or half an hour from us down to Bombay. And we checked it out. The same time an Uber would have taken us uh, one hour, 10 minutes and about 700 rupees.
0: Wow, really cool. Kudos to the school. So yeah, my favorite was your favorite also. It was my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, So yeah, for those of you who don't know, it was my birthday on Tuesday. So to be very honest, like I'm not a very big birthday celebrator for my own birthday. I love celebrating other people's birthdays. But somehow like I like over the years, I figured out like how I like to spend my birthdays. And I, rather than having like one big party or something, I like to spend individual time with individual people. So I started off my birthday with a nice birthday brunch with you, Tats. Yay. And that was like really, really nice. We tried out a new cafe in Bandra and yeah, atmosphere was just really nice. Yeah. And you surprised me with a very thoughtful gift. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just like really, really nice uh, to spend the morning together. And then, you know, like how crazy I am about football. So I had to include a little bit of football in my day as well. And I, I don't know, like I was just out and about like the whole day. And then in the evening, India played the World Cup qualifier match against Qatar. So last minute I canceled my uh, dinner plans (laughs) and I went uh, with like a bunch of fans from the Indian uh, national men's national team to watch the match in a sports bar, which was really fun. And like some of the girls from my young guns team joined as well. And yeah, it was just like out and about pretty much from the night before. Some friends like had surprised me with some sushi and cake cutting and stuff at night pretty much till the next day midnight just completely celebrated no work nothing so yeah that was 24 really fun. hour
1: celebration
0: yes well <laughs> one thing is like when your birthday is on a Monday or Tuesday you can't really build up your birthday week right so it's like mm. your birthday week starts and your birthday is there so on way- the other hand so as Germans we yeah. tend to not
1: celebrate in advance anyway so it's really
0: I also don't celebrate celebrate in advance but I like the idea of like celebrating that, okay, this is my birthday month. This is my birthday week. It kind of gives me time to reflect on the year mm-hmm. or things that I'm proud of that I've achieved or how I feel turning 35 that, that time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that is my favorite of the week. What is your goal for this upcoming week? So my goal is to basically prepare
1: for Christmas. I realize. <laughs> I realized that uh next week is already the 1st of December. Yes. And mm-hmm. my daughter always gets a Christmas calendar which is a very German tradition. We're going to yes. talk a little, bit, a little bit more about Christmas traditions in another episode so I'm not going to get too much into details, but it does require a little bit of preparation. Prep. <laughs> yes. I want to send the package to my family in Germany for Christmas and maybe decoration a bit. And I believe it's even like the first of Advent this Sunday. So Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, so for oh, the four Sundays before Christmas is Advent. And yeah. so this is now the Sunday. So I want to set up a little bit so that
0: it feels like Christmas. Too. I think for Germans living abroad, especially if you live in warmer countries, you don't naturally get into the Christmas spirit. For me, like given that my birthday is in November, in my mind, it's always, there's usually Diwali before my birthday, then my birthday, and then Christmas time is gonna start. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a really nice thing, and especially also I think for your daughter to uh, keep up with, like some of the traditions and yeah, and get into the spirit. Yeah. What about your goal for the week? My goal for the week is actually a goal for the weekend. My weekend is going to be packed. I signed up for a referee course. I don't know whether I told this in in last week's episode, but um, yeah, I want to give back to the football community. And I thought that this is the right time for me to become a ref. (laughs) So we have this referee course with FIFA this weekend, Friday to Sunday, 9 a.m. to 6 (laughs) p.m. It's going to be like intense both like theory as well as a practical exam so prep for that study I don't know (laughs) so fingers crossed I manage that (laughs) but yeah so that's my goal for the week very good excellent so now before we get
1: into our discussion over public spaces uh, we would like to introduce you to an organization that we love looking for a way to make the most of the pleasant winter months in Mumbai LYP Mumbai stands for Love Your Parks Mumbai. It was started by Anka and Tina, two moms concerned with how Mumbai was developing as a city and what that meant for their kids. Since November 2018, they have activated public spaces throughout the city through community engagement, fun programs, and stewardship. To check out their upcoming events or even get involved, visit their Instagram account at LYP Mumbai. Here's to loving our parks. All right, then let's get started talking about public spaces. And we actually want to start with a little bit of a definition because... I personally realized when we said that we would talk about it that the first thing that I think about when I think about public spaces is actually parks. But it turns out that actually, in terms of quantity, the biggest open space actually roads, which I don't think as much about when I think about open spaces. So when we speak about public spaces, we are talking about places that are open and accessible to anybody. So as soon as, for instance, your park demands entry fee, it's not an open space anymore because that basically excludes people who are not able or willing to pay for their entry fee. So only spaces that you can really use free of cost are open spaces. And that includes roads and sideways. It also includes parks, beaches, and playgrounds, etc.
0: as long as there are no entry fees required. And I think I just wanted to bring in also research from United Nations Habitat, which actually says that in order for a city to be well-functioning, you need to have around 50% of the surface area dedicated to public spaces. Obviously, that number sounds yeah very big. But only in comparison, if you see now what the actuality is. <laughs> because if we look at Mumbai, the per-person open space is only 1.77 square meters. That's around 6% of the city that is open space. And the 50% is like a dream number. Yeah. At the same time, I think it's a good benchmark for cities and for urban planners to look into increasing the number of open spaces, because we'll talk about it also, the benefits, um, why we actually need more and well-maintained and high-quality public spaces. And just for your understanding, most of the cities around the world would have some kind of development plan. So in Mumbai, we are currently working with a development plan 2034. So it's for 20 years, they make the development plans. Yeah. They're like a blueprint. So they define what is a commercial area, what is private land can be used for development of like commercial spaces, industrial area, and it also has like all the regulations. Depending on the city and the country, they define very clearly which area is supposed to be used for public spaces, green spaces, sport facilities, all of that.
1: Yeah. And in fact, once the plan is in place and sort of announced, once you want to change something in there, that needs to be made public in, let's say, a newspaper. So the government can't just go and say, oh, well, it's supposed to be a park. Never mind. We'll put a mall here. That doesn't work. Or it's not supposed to work.
0: yeah (laughs) so let's get a little bit into the discussion about it um maybe why don't we start with like sharing some of our favorite public spaces so i think we start with mumbai because obviously we are here
1: in mumbai and that's a part of the spaces basically that we use on a probably most regular basis and i have to say it's like I actually really love... We have a area here called Bandra and there is a fort area, which is an old fort and that is open accessible. It has beautiful view of the sea and of the ceiling, a huge bridge which connects north to south Bombay and the whole bandstand area. So it's like a... It's
0: like a waterfront.
1: Yeah, like, like a, a boulevard, old, yeah. boulevard sort of along the water, which is really gorgeous and used in
0: multiple different ways. I really love that area. So true. And it gets very crowded in the evenings and that is one thing i love about i think most of the public spaces in mumbai which are see-facing is that they are used by many people from different socioeconomic backgrounds yeah like you will see like a rickshaw driver have but, a try <laughs> yeah but also a south bombay couple coming for like a romantic late night coffee Ooh. break yeah you have elderly people just walking for a workout type of thing. You have kids playing around, people walking their dogs, etc. That's true. Exactly. And actually, that is basically the same reason why I love Juhu Beach. Definitely one of my favorite public spaces in the city. And yes, it does get crowded. But I somehow I always feel so calm when I go there. It's basically, it's really like a sand beach. Like, obviously, it's not as like the water is not clean. So like for people outside Mumbai, like don't get the idea people go there and swim, no. But just the calmness of the water, it kind of feels like you're stepping out of the city, even though like you're in the middle of the city. The other one, which is also connected to the water is actually a very recent public space or like it's basically gotten upgraded by bmc in the recent time and it's the dada viewing deck yeah we have been to there together we right together, yes yeah. i think the first time we went there together so it's basically just like a small viewing deck and you have like a beautiful view if you go there you should actually go around like sunset time because you'll actually can see like a beautiful sun set over the sea with the ceiling again like the bridge that connects north and south very very beautiful and it's just To be honest, it's such a small investment from the government side, but it's such a great way of enhancing the public space over there and create a place where people can come enjoy together. There are benches. You can sit. A lot of people come, click pictures, go to the nearby garden. Yeah, I agree. Another place that I love is actually the Bandra
1: village. Again, it's Bandra, but still what I actually love about it is like small little lanes. It's very old little houses that are there. Mm -hmm. And it's some beautiful wall art there with uh, some big Bollywood stars and old movie scenes and so forth that are painted on house walls. Basically, it's such a gorgeous place to just walk Mm, through small little cafes there some really gorgeous places to sit down have a coffee and just watch people and and the general public
0: i i love art in public spaces that's actually a pretty cool point because do you know the steps in Bandra? yeah another lovely place. it's a wonderful public space that got transformed i think like five six years ago used to be some steps which really dark no lights i think like it used to be the place for drug dealing and I don't know what like it used to be one of those public spaces that you try uh, yeah you would actually avoid it and then it was basically a government project together with some friends of ours who are architects who transformed that space and it's become such a beautiful space on both the sides they have a lot of wall art which they also renew every season now given that the weather is becoming more pleasant in Mumbai like in December, Jan there are almost every weekend events at that space. Yeah. So like public events, they have music, dance on Saturdays, Sundays usually. And I really love the place when it's crowded, when there's an event and people come together and it's just beautiful to enjoy music and, and culture in an open space. But I also love it when nobody is there. There's a small cafe nearby. Yeah. And whenever the cafe doesn't have seating it's full, me and my friends, we just grab a coffee to go and basically sit on the steps and have conversations over there. And it's so quiet and calm and trees and you can hear the birds and oh, it's beautiful. And I love that actually,
1: even people who don't spill out from the cafe, but you see so many people sitting on the stairs and just taking five minute rest. Just the other day, I was there in the middle of the week, so no event happening. And there were three elderly ladies and just sitting there on the stairs, chatting with each other. And it's yeah.
0: such a Neighborhood catch-up. Yeah. Such so, a beautiful yeah, picture to see. That's true. And I also remember last year I passed by and I saw a bunch of like students practicing some dance for their like, school performance yeah. or something. Because, yeah, where else do you do that, right? It's a beautiful way to use parks or any kind of public space.
1: Agreed, yeah.
0: Do you have also some favorite public spaces from outside India? Yeah,
1: outside? for me, home is Berlin and we go back every year. So for me to visit some of my favorite public spaces in Berlin is always top of my list. One of them is the Gendarmermarkt, which is a square in the center of Berlin. And I love that place. It's just really a square, but it has a lot of history to it. The buildings there historically very Mm. valuable and mean a lot and it's just beautiful to sit there and look around just let the city pass you by but if you want some peace and quiet in the green environment just like 10 minute walk down the road is the tear garden which is actually an animal garden it's not a zoo it's completely open and there is a few animals but it's really not much as such it's just really huge park compared i think to Central park in new york not in terms of size but just Right in the, the center side, of like the city, a, the exactly. Side of public space. And it has a couple of statues and so forth, but it's just really otherwise walkways and people riding bicycles or having picnics or just sunning mm. or reading a book or whatever. It's beautiful.
0: Beautiful. I love that. Actually, it reminds me a little bit of the East Coast Park in Singapore. So I mm-hmm. studied in Singapore and One of the things over there, I always loved going to East Coast Park, even though it was on the opposite side of the city from where I used to live and my university was. But the waterfront park, which was absolutely free, of course, to access. And... That's one thing which I love about public spaces. You will find a millionaire coming there going for a jog before they go in and and make the big money. But you also find the maids, for example, on the day off, come come together, do a picnic over there, families can rent bicycles. In fact, you can even rent tents and and do camping over there. There are provisions to have barbecue. You basically just have to bring your food and you can start your barbecue over there and then clean it up after. It's so well planned and well maintained okay. and I think that's one big thing you can have a public space but if it's not well maintained or not well planned through yeah. um then people won't use it.
1: For me also when I think about public spaces in Europe a lot of that is historically as well. Mm. I find that a lot of the city centers you can walk through and you get a feel of the cities and the, sometimes even countries' history just by walking through seeing those plaques on buildings and like here certain personalities used to live or you know certain things happened in front of that building yeah. you don't need to pay anything in order to get a sense of that history and in berlin obviously there's east side gallery where yeah. the parts of the wall are still remaining and you can see what it meant to be in berlin when it was a divided city east and west and that is something that i think is really great because it keeps history alive even if you don't go into a museum
0: yeah and accessible right in your day-to-day life interesting yeah actually if I think about my hometown I come from a small town so there is the tendency of smaller towns having more public spaces compared to big cities so we have a nice waterfront by the river lots of parks and I love all of them but my favorite public space in my hometown is like the city center has like the main shopping road Mm. and one part of the shopping road was always car free and the other half was a normal street for cars
1: yeah
0: I think when I was 13 14 there was huge discussion um, between like the ruling party and the opposition whether it should be made car free or not and somehow they managed and made it car free and even a lot of citizens opposed the plans because they were like no we want to park right in front of the shop where we want to go (laughs) and all of that and now that entire stretch is car free it's so beautiful so on saturday mornings when you go to the city center like all the shops are open there are a lot of restaurants cafes there's a lot of outdoor seating also now on the street because obviously, no cars, mm-hmm. people sit, have a coffee, meet others. There are farmer markets, then they have street musicians who just pop up. They have some jazz concerts and stuff like that, which are organized in, again, like a public space, which I think is so beautiful. And that's the place to be if you want to meet anyone in my hometown. <laughs> Saturday morning in this main shopping area. And it's, it's beautiful and basically connects also, again, like historic points from north to south um, in the city. This is actually, this I think, brings us brilliantly into our next point of why do we actually
1: really need public spaces? And I think that's a massive point of a place to meet people because I just happened to listen to a podcast about public spaces and the lady was saying that she is from a medium-sized city town and she was saying that that town has a huge open square in the center like so many european yeah. cities have and she said you know it, in her childhood it was really a place that there were no smartphones no mobile phones at that point and obviously sometimes you made plans to meet but sometimes you didn't have plans but you knew if you go to that square and you stand there for 10 minutes somebody is going to walk by you who you know or you know like friend from school or it doesn't matter and you suddenly have plans because they are going for a walk you with them they're going to want ice cream, you go with them. And I think that's really what open spaces are there for 100%. that person to meet I, up and get to do something together.
0: Absolutely. For me, as I said, Saturday mornings, if I want to meet if I want to network, if I want to, especially now when I visit the hometown, I make sure that every Saturday morning I will go to the city center because even the kind of people that I don't make plans one-on-one with, like yeah. I just meet them, have a bit of chat, maybe grab an ice cream or something. But I've also noticed this in Mumbai a lot with kids. When it comes to, for example, my neighborhood park, after around five or six o'clock, every child from that neighborhood will go to the park, mostly with their nannies. But it's just a place to meet and greet all your friends from, from the neighborhood and just use the playground, have fun and all of that. And same thing for me. I go to that park every morning for my morning walk and listening to podcasts. And it's so sweet how I've made, I don't know whether to call them friendships, but but like basically these connections with all the neighbor aunties and uncles. And now we greet each other even when we see each other somewhere else on the road or something or like in a shop. And if I happen not to go for my morning walk after three, four days, There's this one auntie who always so sweet, like she knows now where I live. So if I don't come to the park for a couple of days, she actually comes to my building and asks my watchman whether I'm fine. (laughs) I think that's such a sweet thing, right? And exactly what you said, I think public spaces really create a sense of community and belonging, and especially in big cities, that is so important. And it's not just in technology and COVID and all of that, but there is a huge amount of loneliness, whether it's in old people, but also young people. And I think sometimes in big cities, you can feel more lonely than actually in smaller towns because I completely agree. uh, You can be so anonymous, right? So that's why public spaces are really, really important for that sense of belonging, community. For, for
1: better or worse, sometimes I think for young teenagers, the idea that basically your entire neighborhood aunties are watching you and they know, you know, on your
0: first day, yeah. sitting on the bench coming in the park,
1: the coming and goings of people, etc. You might not want to be seen, but in terms of safety, it actually is a huge thing. So that somebody basically looks after you. Yeah. Uh, it's terrific. And I have to say, it's not only for playground specifically. It's kids in the afternoons and evenings going there. But I see that here as well. It's like we have a playground here that is surrounded by a lot of other open space. And I personally, I go down with my daughters, drop her off at the playground. And I basically spend the time she spends playing. And I do more workout, basically. Mm-hmm. I walk around. I maybe run or jog a bit. We have quite a lot here in Mumbai or generally what I've seen in Asia a lot as these outdoor workout stations. Gyms, yeah. Yeah. Public like, gym basically. Exactly. We have here, I think, like four or five those stations, stations where you can do different types of workouts. And that is something that I find I think is in, in Asia quite common that A, people, especially if I feel elderly people, like it's kids mm. and then elderly people who come out in the evening when the sun is down, it's not so hot anymore. And they go out for a walk. It's a meeting point, but it's also a workout thing. In, in China and in Japan, you have that a lot this Tai Chi or dancing yes. kind of thing happening in parks. Or, as I mentioned, like here in Mumbai or here classes, in Bangkok. Yes, exactly. These, these workout stations that are used a lot by elderly people as well, mm-hmm. just to work out certain joints, etc. And I think that's just terrific because it really enhances also the health of
0: the community of that place absolutely like both physical and mental health i think that's that's a that's a huge point yeah and also we spoke about it when we spoke about football in the last episode that a lot of sports infrastructure is privatized in terms of jobs but we also have public grounds right next to the park where I go every morning for my walks there is this huge ground where people come to train mostly they play cricket over there but also sometimes football but they also train a lot of other types of sports over there and I just love it and that it's kind of like a multi-use ground because obviously in the day-to-day like it's used for sports but then when there are special events like for example festivals like Ganpati and all of that yeah. they also use that as a community space I think once there was a blood. drive so they set it up in a public space yeah and that is so important to have these multi-use spaces as well I really want to talk about events and public spaces can we do that right now or do you want to say something yeah
1: in a second (laughs) because what I really realized in the research of our topic here today is that I completely agree multifunction, but multifunction is really depending that you have a lot of different people participating in the planning of the space, because what means multifunction, right? I spoke to my daughter and the first thing she said when she said a public place is a library because she loves to read, right? So that was for her. Mm. Then I asked her what she thinks her friends here on the floor would need. And she was like, oh, they might need a dog park because we have two families here who have dogs. And then we were looking into that research document for Mumbai public spaces and they were saying they were looking into public spaces in terms of fish drying grounds, which I had never even thought about. But obviously, yes, there are people who make yeah, a business with fish, that. and yeah, very a
0: huge fishing Yeah, the, open, the yeah, coastal
1: so. city, obviously. But yes, if you are not directly in need of it yourself, you probably don't think about it. And that makes it so much Yeah,
0: di- diverse cultures, diverse communities need diverse spaces. spaces 100%. Yeah, and, and you want to talk about events. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really love, like, I mean, I've already mentioned it when I spoke about the Steps in Bandra as a public space where a group of citizens came together and organizes the Steps Festival every December and January. Yeah. And I think that is also so beautiful when it comes to Cricket World Cup. I saw the Cricket World Cup matches being live screened in public spaces, people coming together pretty much in the middle of the street. So <laughs> I, did, I did create a bit of a traffic jam. But that's also the thing, right? Like you have to clean your public space. Yeah. And roads are public spaces. Sidewalks are. sidewalks are. Roads are designed for cars. Yes, there's this. I love this quote. There's this beautiful quote about urban development. And it says, if you design a city for cars, you will have more cars. And if you design a city for pedestrians, you will have more people walking in the city. And that is why it is so important that we use our public spaces, but also we claim them. And that is, I think, one thing which we can really do with community events, whether it's like a farmer's market that happens in a public space or this initiative called Sound Rise, which is basically a bunch of people in South Bombay who came together and they wanted to just create events or gatherings in public space and parks and have small concerts of local artists. And it's such a beautiful initiative. They take uh, breaks during the monsoon time because, yeah, you can't have concerts in the middle of the rain. But that's another point, right? In a city or in a country like India where you have monsoon, maybe the government needs to also plan public spaces that are indoor. Yeah. Um. So that could be also something. I really, really think it brings so much value to our individual lives to have these kind of events the whole initiative I think which started in Bangalore about these reading groups that meet in, in parks and we mentioned uh, then in our book episodes when yes. we talked about books uh, yeah.
1: reads uh, covered park reads or Mumbai reads or Jugu reads many of those yeah
0: exactly and then um, I don't know do you remember Equal Streets yeah which I don't know whether they're still active uh, if not they should become active again but that again like used to be something on Sunday mornings some of the main roads I specifically remember in uh, the West in suburbs of Mumbai, like in the Bandra area, SV Road, Linking Road would get blocked for cars, like from seven in the morning till 11 or something. Yeah. That's why equal streets, open streets would be just open for people to walk, exercise, skate. Like a lot of kids would come out for skating, yeah. cycling. It used to be really cool. Different organizations would put up stalls where like there would be some kind of activities um, or even brands came in and um, did some like sport activities or like provided some equipment. To encourage people to move, exercise, again, the whole health aspect, but also the social aspect, uh, ah, community yeah. building in a sense that I remember, I think at one point they had
1: pet adoption stations there, etc. So it's not just about, I get to walk on a road that otherwise is completely taken up by traffic, but. It's just a win-win for everybody who gets involved. For instance, uh, little private businesses, you know, when somebody starts and they're selling cupcakes or their homemade jewelry. Exactly. Get to know about these kind of things there on the farmer market, because these are people who are probably living not too far from you. And in India, a lot of that is also communicated over WhatsApp, but there's so much out there. And if you meet somebody at a farmer's market person to person, that is directly a completely different relationship.
0: I, I agree. So we've already spoken about a lot of benefits right now in terms of public spaces. And I just want to bring in the point also that as urban designers, as urban planners, as local governments and authorities, the way you design public spaces really has a lot of effect on how people behave in a public space. So for example, if you don't have dustbins in a public space, people will throw their garbage because there's no way to put it, right? Or if you don't put up street lights, for example, there is a higher chance of crime because in dark- a dark space nobody sees what's happening. It also means that you have a dark space that might not be accessible.
1: We were talking open public spaces are supposed to be for everybody. Mm-hmm. If a space is dark and dingy in the evening, it's not for everybody because young people or women in general are probably not feeling too comfortable walking or using that space in the
0: evening. Absolutely. And the whole design aspect, like example, I hate the fact that there was a time in Germany where public parks or like any public space basically would have benches and they would design the benches in a way that you cannot lie on them so that homeless people would not crowd the public space and sleep there at night. And that design really was meant to exclude a certain group of the society, which again coming back to the very beginning, what you said when we defined what are public spaces, public spaces are for everyone and everyone has a right to use a public space. It doesn't matter whether you're rich and wear like a beautiful perfume or you're living on the streets and your clothes are broken. And if you have that problem of homelessness, then you need to address that,
1: no? Because exactly if, if that's then that's the issue that you need to address. Not the park or the bench. Exactly. In terms of safety, even the design of roads, right? We talked about pure roads means more people walking, that's terrific. But even designing roads in a certain way means that traffic accidents might decrease. So for instance, instead of just a straight road, what many countries now have to do is put those bumpers on it in order to avoid for cars to eat, which obviously is also a safety measurement for both the cars as well as pedestrians. But if you just make the road a winding road and instead of just straight,
0: it's an easy way to minimize that problem as well. Naturally, like people uh, drive slower. Yes, I'm totally in love. I think I mentioned this in our very first episode. If I could start something completely new in my career, I would probably go into urban design and urban development because really there's so much psychology behind the design of public spaces or any spaces uh, that is really, really important. And that's also one of the reasons why I love art in, in public spaces. And when we spoke about public transport, the idea that bus stops have yeah. plug-in points to charge your phones or in some cities we have these open small library types of stations where people can just pick up a book or put in a book. So all of yeah. that is really such a beautiful way of bringing society together.
1: That's absolutely right. And another point, actually, especially if you think about green spaces in cities as well, is that they actually have a huge impact on climate and the temperatures in the cities. I have seen that a uh, park, obviously depending on where it is and how big and etc. But it can actually make a difference up to 8 degrees
0: in the temperature around the area, which is nuts if you think about it. 100% agree with that. In fact, my dad being a mayor in my hometown and he also has studied actually urban planning, always, always talks about the impact that trees have, not just in terms of better air quality, but also generally bringing the temperature in cities down. Um, So yeah, it's a huge effect, positive effect. And that is also why there's globally so many people getting involved in, in this whole debate and demanding their local authorities to invest and actually expand public spaces and specifically public green spaces. And keep them. We have that in Mumbai
1: quite a number of times that green spaces are being attacked. Basically people (laughs) defending them very rightly.
0: Exactly. And I think everything that we brought up right now basically just shows also that it has a lot of economic benefits to have public spaces and high quality public spaces because people prefer living in cities which have a high quality of life. And then again, companies will invest where they find great talent to work with. And that's also one aspect for governments to always remember that investing in public spaces and making your city more livable, more lovable, how I always say is to also attract investments into your city, which obviously helps in terms of creating jobs for for people living in your city, but also helps you bring in tax money, right? So then you have, again, money that you can invest back into society.
1: Completely agree, yeah. So if you think about now, there's so many benefits that we mentioned. It's about physical and mental health for society around bringing people socially together as a community. And the feeling of belonging to that community is very important. It provides a sense of safety and security for people living there and helps fight climate change to create a better air quality in your city. And of course, all of that then bringing a better economy into the city at the end
0: exactly so let's talk about what we can do as individuals but also as a society as a whole to preserve our public spaces but also make sure that we increase and get better public spaces so i think the most obvious is use the public spaces that are around for me in fact one of the the goals that i set for myself this month is that i want to check out two new parks in my area And we cannot complain on one side that the government is not maintaining our public spaces when we are not using them. So I think really using our public spaces, claiming public spaces. What I really loved during the lockdown is that a lot of people also started playing sports on the streets when parks were closed because of COVID. And that's what we need to do. Like, for example, in Mumbai, the BMC has a WhatsApp number and I have done this and it worked. So there was at at one of the playgrounds in my neighborhood, the swing was broken. I clicked the picture, I sent it on their WhatsApp and within 10 days they fixed it and that's actually the thing because it's not just about using public
1: spaces but using public spaces for what they're meant to I see that a lot going to the playground that either older kids because they don't really have another place to hang out in or even parents they sometimes go on the swings and so forth but obviously these are not meant for adults they are meant for the kids and even just with parks in general right I see sometimes people taking cuttings from flowers or trees or especially when they are the flowers are blooming basically taking those blooms off I don't think that's really fair you know again it's a public space it's meant for everybody if everybody takes it away then again we
0: can't blame the government for not maintaining it exactly that's also what itself like public space means that it is owned by the public the government is just the caretaker basically and that means like it, it's owned by all of us and each one of us. So we have to make sure that we take care of it. Oh, and I see that a lot, even with regards to streets and sidewalks.
1: I have heard a lot of people here in India saying how much they love European cities for instance, because they're so clean and tidy and everything. But then when they're back here, they're throwing their garbage on the road. And that's just not right. If you want a public space and you want it to be nice and usable,
0: then take care of it. Yes, take care of it. And the whole idea of some civic sense. And that goes for everyone. That goes for private people as well as the other day I saw in Juhu area, a builder using the public sidewalk to store their material for their building site. And I got so frustrated and I didn't know where to complain about it. So I just called up the cops and asked them where to complain. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mr. Builder. Sorry, not sorry. Exactly. Sorry, not sorry. But I think that is also very, very important because again, like the authorities can only do so much so take care of your public spaces use them if you see that they are being misused inform the authorities so that they can take care of it And also keep your authorities in check and demand them to preserve public spaces, maintain them. Yeah, And obviously then with regards to using public
1: spaces, you know, if you hear of an event close by, go to it. These events are being organized by organizations or people and they only do that if people actually attend, right? That's when businesses join as well. So they only will continue to create those
0: events for you if you attend. Absolutely And Instagram for me Is a go-to place To be updated For places like The Steps They have Instagram account Where they always Talk about Their schedule For the Steps Festival Soundrise is there As well Love Your Park Mumbai L-Y-P Mumbai is another brilliant instagram account we will link all of them in the show notes below yeah but yeah support whether it's farmers markets and people and like especially a lot of this is done on a voluntary basis yeah uh, like just citizens coming together organizing something for the community so support them by attending events invite your friends go with your neighbors if you feel like getting involved as well get involved uh, help organizing I think that's that's a very, very good way. That's actually the, the next point. You know, this is all fairly easy to do.
1: Everybody should be able to just, you know, go to your next park and use it. If you want to take a next step and really want to get involved, then I think, yeah, either getting involved in the organization of one of these events is terrific, or obviously see who in your city is responsible for creating public spaces and seeing how you can get involved there.
0: And that's also one of our demands for governments and local authorities, make sure that when you are planning public spaces, that you involve citizens in this process. The more people who are getting involved in the planning process, the better these spaces turn out in terms of their design, obviously, but also then will be maintained because people have a feeling of pride and ownership if they they have been involved um, in that. So as an individual, what we can do is use our public spaces, we can then also organize ourselves in citizen groups or community groups, neighborhood groups and so on to either organize events in public spaces or help in maintenance, planning and all of that. And from an authority perspective, yeah, let's do our job well, (laughs) uh, both in terms of maintaining but also when we plan, let's make sure that we plan for inclusive and diverse uh, communities and involve them in the process. Exactly. As usual, this is only a conversation starter. So please check out our
1: show notes for all the information that we had mentioned during the episode. And also head over to GT Conversations for more information on public spaces and share your favorite public space with us.
0: Exactly. We will definitely have an Instagram post where you can mention in the comments your favorite public spaces in Mumbai and the world. Yeah, really excited and hopefully like we'll also discover some new places that we can check out. Yay! Um, I am also very, very excited for next week's episode because we'll talk about probably like one of our favorite topics ever, (laughs) which is (laughs) all about goal setting, given that we both do a monthly goal setting session together. We'll share a bit of that process but also talk about annual goal setting exactly it's december by then and the last month of the year so
1: it's time to look into what the year has brought and what the plans are for the next year
0: superb so we'll see you all no we don't see you we'll hear you i mean you hear <laughs> us next week bye bye um.